0: and welcome everyone to another episode of
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: coffee and crust, everyone dylan welcome hello i am here we are uh, that's a good way to put it <laughs> no no guys it's been great i'm uh I'm, you know what? It's a little different. We're out of our element right now because it is, it is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. The time is November twenty first, five oh four. Those who know church starts at six thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We're actually getting better. We used to like slide in here with like thirty five minutes to spare, oh, yeah. with no small talk, and just be like, go, 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 go. And now we have time. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what?
1: going to be great. Time is on our side. That's right.
0: Tonight. It is. And speaking of time, before we get into anything else, there's approximately 33 days, 6 hours, 54 minutes, and 50 seconds until
1: Christmas. But Thanksgiving. Hold on. Hold on. Thanksgiving is two Thanksgiving. days away, bro. Okay. Let it have its time. Thanksgiving. Countdown. I really blank on that. That was a turkey out back. don't know if you guys heard that. Thanksgiving, while he's looking up. It just says day after tomorrow. That's so dumb. Thanksgiving is...
0: One day, six hours, 54 minutes, and 20 seconds right now.
1: Wow, really?
0: That's coming up fast, guys.
1: Thanksgiving time is upon us. I had my first Thanksgiving meal last night. Delish. Delish. It was sponsored by Olive Garden. Which is a not-traditional Thanksgiving It's not. I had some shrimp Alfredo.
0: Oh, this is a serious question, and I don't want to sound so, like, no, just kidding. I'm really glad I caught myself on that. I will tell you what I what I was about to say later, or if you want to pause it, I'll tell you right
1: now. Wow, that was a riveting conversation we just had. <laughs> Whoa. All right, don't tell us about your week. Oh, boy. Glad you know I what? Myself. I'm blessed. That's a good way to say it. I'm blessed. We are. It's been a great week. Um, A lot going on. It's been a busy week, and you know, let's just talk about Thanksgiving for a minute. I had here's my here's my Thanksgiving lineup. Then Jackson can Jackson can give us his set list next. Let me go first. Bless you. So I'm be because it's already dark. But my set list is as follows. Last night. We had some dinner with some friends of Andrea's at the Olive Garden for Thanksgiving. And then tonight we have church. But then tomorrow night, we eat with Andrea's family. Friday evening, or Thursday evening, eat with my mom and dad and my sister and that side of the family. Friday evening, I eat with the other side of the family. And Saturday evening, we eat for my sister's birthday. Oh, my gosh. What a feast fest, everyone. Oh, my gosh. It's a feast fest. That sounds amazing. So feast fest. A feast fest. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're know, like every day. Every day. Except for tonight. Except
0: for tonight. But. It's all right. You need to just like. Every day. Sleep up. Get ready. Prepare. Prepare my. I
1: need to like. Like. Do like compresses to like make room in my stomach there you for go. food. Get it down there. Get it oh, yeah. in and out. So you've got oh, yeah. plenty of room. I could eat. I'm going to eat enough deviled eggs. They're so good. They're deviled food. No, do you not like them? No. Why? I told you this they're not gross.
0: They're so gross.
1: They're so good. They're, they're literally mayonnaise,
0: mustard, uh-huh. and an
1: egg. Uh-huh. And there's probably more things in Do it. Do you like mayonnaise, mustard, and eggs? Not together. Oh, my. But you eat yeah, You eat some of the stuff that you eat. Hypocrite.
0: Avocados is something that I eat. Disgusting. Disgusting. Up the green, the
1: Disgusting. It's so good, though. But, like, I can't. Like, that's natural. They're, Name I'm something crazy. else that you eat. A lot that you love. That's controversial. That I love? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I got one just because I know you won't like it. It's those mayonnaise rolls. Now, before people say anything, I will get the recipe, and I will see it next week, and I'll have y'all make it, and I guarantee you, if you served it to some of your best friends who didn't like mayonnaise, they would have three of them.
1: Mayonnaise and yeast don't go together. You, I like, said my piece. You like, I'll make them for you one day. You know, I'll make them one day. You'll have no idea. You'll forget
0: about this conversation, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, why did Jackson just bring me these random, beautifully looking rolls?" And then you're gonna be like, "That's you eating." Mayonnaise
1: and yeast don't go together. And you will be like, "Wow, that's really good."
0: Can I have the rest of these? i will be like, "Dylan, there's thirty of them," and you're like, oh, "I love them that much." We'll see. That's how that conversation's gonna go down. We'll see. Next.
1: Next, I don't
0: know anymore. Come I think on. that's like I think controversy-wise, that's probably the only one that cottage cheese.
1: Ew! Oh, love it. Cottage Uh-oh. cheese is so good. You're eating. Gross. I love that's This controversial. I can't think of any right now. Pickles, I love pickles. Pickles are good. Um. Mm.
0: I guess I'm people that eat hot
1: dogs on a regular basis. Ew! Get out. Well, Hot dogs are disgusting.
0: Yeah, they are. They really are though. But you know what? For some reason. I'm just in the hand cream.
1: Are you really? Yeah. You want a hot dog? Yeah. Makes you funny. want a hot dog real bad. I don't know why. Ew. But sometimes
0: it's just like kinda hungry. Mm-hmm. And that, that feeling isn't a lot. However, I'll say this, like once like we do the like, cookouts or something like that, and you know, dad. Grilled burgers, threw some hot dogs on there for other people. You just look at them, you're like, wow. That was
1: amazing. The mystery wiener meat. The only only place that I love hot dogs is Mexico. And I don't know why. It's true. But, like, something about those dogs. Them dogs. In the coolers that we're giving out, like, I can't get enough of them. I'm like, gobble them up. Gobble them that's up. That's true. But then, like, like, last year I ate seven. Really? Yes. I, I have a problem. Wow. But dude. then like I don't, like, anytime, like, in the States, when someone's like, what, a hot dog? I'm like, do you want to sit naked on a hot grill? But <laughs> oh, that's not even funny. <laughs> that's like not even funny about New Mexico. Give me, give me them hot dogs. Give me all of them hot dogs. <laughs> but... Mm. Wow, interesting! Mm-hmm. Oh. I do remember one time <laughs> in kindergarten. I'll never forget this. Yeah, we read a book about octopuses. <laughs> How do you say that? Octopi, octopi. <laughs> and my teacher, Mrs. Gilbert, <laughs> brought in some octopus stew. Really? For us to eat? Like she? Where do you get that? Let me at? finish the story. Okay, go. So, like, she's been hyping up all week how <laughs> she's going to bring in octopus stew for us to eat. It was hot dogs that were, like, the ends were cut and, like, legs. And then she put eyes on them, and they were just, like, little octopuses, octopi. So it was, like, a joke? Yeah. Like, she brought it in, and we're like, oh, we're going to have octopus stew. And it was just a hot dogs was cut up. like. Oh, octopus. my
0: gosh. Amazing. Dude, really? I'll
1: never forget that. <laughs> like, I think about it all the time.
0: Oh, my goodness. All you really.
1: do is, like, cut the leg, cut the bottom, like, halfway up. Yeah. And I make little legs, Like little oh, yeah, tentacles. and she put little eyes on them. And she oh, she's like, "Here's your octopus." And when I, ah! I think about that all the time. That's oh, like a core God. memory that I'll never forget. What a, what a G
0: Miss What Gilbert Miss Gilbert. Oh. What a G Miss Gilbert
1: Miss Gilbert goes to Jefferson Avenue. Does she? <sighs> she does. <is. gasps> Sorry. <laughs> when did she taught him Cumberland? Yep, her and her husband both did. Oh. They drove to the Crossville every day. Wow. And he's an elder at Jefferson Avenue. Rick Gilbert was my seventh grade history teacher. Oh, cool. Great history teacher. Way cool. He used to, uh, if we didn't say yes, sir, we had to do ten push-ups in front of everybody. Oh, no way. And then if a girl forgot to say yes, sir, then the boy had to do ten push-ups for her. Ah, oh. Yeah. In okay. front of everybody. Like, he stopped the class and was like, ten push-ups in front of everybody, go.
0: Wow. You know what? If he was still a teacher, he would probably get destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, never mind. <laughs> never mind. We're not political.
1: Anyway, tell us about your week, Jackson. And so, give us your Thanksgiving set list. So,
0: this week's been, you know, kind of with Dylan. Just going good. Counting the blessings. You know, just trying to be thankful. You know, got so much good going on right now. Um, so, for set list wise, grandparents from... Excuse me. My grandparents from uh, Huntsville are coming up. Um, they're gonna come up and eat with us Thursday, and then Thursday afternoon to later night. they 'cause they're they're not they're they're not big on driving at night. So <laughs> they gotta leave at like two, maybe mm-hmm. one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going with Emmeline to her family. Well, to her. Dad's side of the family's. That's confusing. Yeah, dad's side of the family's. Uh, Thanksgiving. And then that's it. I'm just a, oh, 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 Saturday, Kay is having hers and mine's mom. So, but then that's it. I'm not like you. I'm, not, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Five meals. Mm-hmm. That's it, crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. what, a, what a time to be alive when we, why can't we do this all the time? Because we'd all be big and mm-hmm.
1: go into cardiac arrest all the time. That's true.
0: Well, you win some and lose some, hey? Come. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, um, but yeah, uh, Thanksgiving, right around the corner, everyone. And
1: I just got an email for a Christmas party. Oh. Cypher Tech Systems. No way. Has invited us to their Christmas party once again. Yes, two years in a row. <laughs> I'll be there. It is, <laughs> put this on your calendar. I actually will right now. Thursday, December the 7th. Okay. At the L-Tap on Willow. L-type this year. Guys, it was at Logan's last year. Mm-hmm. December
0: 7th. You know, that will be such a great day because December 6th is when my terrible semester of college is up. Ooh, you can celebrate. you know you celebrate. With so well, that
1: chicken, cheese, and rice. I'm giving that chicken, cheese, and rice. Cypher
0: Tech. It's in there. Christmas party. What time is it? It'll matter. Uh, six. Six? Six to eight. Six to eight. All right.
1: Awesome. We'll be there. Be squared. Anywho. It's not, by the way, as much as we love everybody, it's not an open invite. Oh, yeah. To everybody that's listening. Sorry about it. Uh, But if you show up, that would be kind of cool. I bet they'd
0: feed you. I bet they would. If not, we'll feed you. We'll find a way. I mean, yeah. So, guys, we've been talking in Proverbs. Um, We finished up Proverbs chapter 10. I kind of hope y'all like the way we did it. We think that's probably the best course of action uh, in reality. Because if we sat down and went through, you know, chapter 10 had how many verses? 32 verses. If we went through 32 verses, we were afraid it's going to get repetitive in a lot of areas. But more importantly, hear me out. We do not want to take away from the Bible in any way, especially here in Proverbs. Everything in here is instructional. It's meant for us for us to learn you know all of the ins and outs of lies provide that wisdom just for us we don't want to have you know ten episodes of Proverbs chapter 10 right you know I feel like would we'd be here for a very long time and so I think this kind of hey we'll pick three verses a piece or so if you know if they're good chapters you know we might find some more that really speak to us kind of deal um, where we want to talk about them but for now, I'm digging the three or four um, just to kind of highlight some stuff that stood out to us. Um, but then again, read them. Don't just take our word for it. Kind of make your own uh, you know, assumptions of, of what you think it's telling you, um, what you're learning from it, how you can apply it to your life uh, right now. Because that's how relevant these are. Just because it's in the Old Testament doesn't mean that, you know, not relevant anymore this stuff can be applied this wisdom right here right now in your eyes. so right. um but yeah read proverbs chapter 10 it's what we went over uh last week it kind of talked about i want to just sh- make sure you look back at my notes um uh, kind of as a broad spectrum um it talked about our tongue kind of what we say with our mouths um and that kind of goes throughout the whole book but specifically those 32 verses had a lot to do of how we talk how we hold ourselves and um this this chapter tonight chapter 10 i am mean, excuse me chapter 11 is a lot of the same thing but we're talking more about righteous living and kind of like a cause and effect um you're trying to turn off. Oh.
1: Just turn the fan on just to circulate. Some okay, air. Good. I'm <laughs> hot. I was like, because I'm pretty sure it up there. I just turned the fan on.
0: Okay. Um, but we're going to have to, well, this chapter is going to be about righteous living and crooked living. Um, So I think this is how we're going to do it. Could we talk about it beforehand, but we're not this time. We're going to have a draft of verses, Dylan. Okay. So got yours or mine? Mm. The first pick goes to you. You can have it. No, no, no. It's going to go to you. Why? 'Cause I got the first pick last time. It's just we didn't do it on air. We did we did it like beforehand. But you just pick, start at the top, work your way down wherever you want to stop.
1: I vote that I would like hm. Sorry to put you on the spot. Well you're fine. I was I didn't really look to be honest to pick <laughs> beforehand. I have I have five you go you you get the first pick. No I'm no because
0: I have five just in case you took mine. You know what I mean? Oh. So that's why I wanted to at least um, have some backups to wear. I would like were six. Six? Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the one I picked. I want to
0: read. I can't wait. Okay. Alright, so my first pick, I'll go ahead of you. First three.
1: Okay. I looked at that but I was like, I'm all off. All right. First pick of Dylan second pick guy. will be Hmm. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good. Hey, this is great. This is, you know, this is the raw footage that we
1: want. I think I'll take verse 12. <gasps> no way. That was awesome on here. I'm sorry. No, no, that's I'm great. sorry. No, that's great. Maybe we can take both sides. No, 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 no you're good. She said, so no,
0: I'm good. That's how I got so many because I wanted to, like, you know, <laughs> get all the ways we can. I'm going to take verse 14.
1: That's good. Right, right, right. Hmm.
0: Hmm. And now I have, like, a hard decision my last three verses.
1: I'm going to be picking three apiece.
0: We can pick three, or if you want to talk more, so if you've got three or four that you really want to go for, say it. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we have all the
1: time in the world. Time's on our side. Nineteen. Dude, right there. Oh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I, right now I have... Uh, six. Six. Twelve. Twelve and nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. All right, now I have three... Fourteen. Oh, the final pick is it? This is the final, or do we do? Are we getting four piece? What are we doing?
0: So I guess that's up to you.
1: What three? Would be all
0: right. Three piece. All right. I'm going to take twenty one, but I'm going to challenge you. Okay. To also take verse thirty. Okay. And to close this out with, because I think you can. I believe in your talents to close that out really well. All
1: right. (laughs) Let's
0: get it. I believe in those. So, what,
1: didn't you read the whole chapter last time? No, I read three
0: quarters. You read the rest. Okay, well, we'll flip it then. I'll read three quarters, and then you can read the rest. I'll read to, i I'll read halfway. I'll read 15. Okay. All right. Pick up your Bibles, unless you're driving. Just listen to me.
1: Then (laughs) pick up your eyes to the road. There you go.
0: Pick up your eyes to the road. Pay attention. But tune those ears. All right. Proverbs 11, verse 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless keeps his way straight, but the wicked falls by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the treacherous are taken captive by their lust. When the wicked dies, his hope will perish, and the expectation of wealth perishes too. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and the wicked walks into it instead. With his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge the righteous are delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perishes, there are shouts of gladness. But the blessings of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is overthrown. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Whoever goes about slander reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. uh, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors there is safety. Whoever puts up security for a stranger will surely harm, uh, Surely suffer harm. But he who hates striking hands in pledge is secure. Take it
1: away. Verse 16, it says, A gracious woman gets honor and violent men get riches. A man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. The wicked earn his deceptive wages, but the one who sows righteousness gets a sure reward. Whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live, but he who pursues, pursues evil will die. Those of crooked heart are an abomination to the Lord, but those of blameless ways are his delight. Be assured, an evil person will not get unpunished, but the offspring of the righteous will be delivered. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, and the expectation of the wicked is wrath, in wrath, excuse me. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and the one who waters will hold himself be watered. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. Whoever diligently seeks good,
0: I'm sorry. Mm
1: -hmm. Yon boy (sighs) seeks favor, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind, but the fool will be a servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever captures souls is wise. If the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner?
0: Is your does it kinda of end up a little weird? Uh-huh. The, so I was like, like the like chapter twelve, kinda. Uh-huh. Like my number like kinda of hovers over it.
1: Yeah, that's kinda of weird. But then
0: if you look down, at least in my version, it doesn't even say verse one like it
1: It doesn't. We read the same version, so
0: Well I didn't know like how it was like laid out like like look like that how
1: so. Oh yeah, mine looks the same. Okay, interesting.
0: Well those who don't have a Bible in front of them, it's kinda of weird. After Dylan <laughs> reads that last part, it says whoever loves discipline loves knowledge but for at least for ESV, like, that doesn't have a verse number. Right. Like, it's kind of, like, in line with chapter 12. So, I don't know. Anywho, just kind of, you know, some cool thing about it. Anywho, starting verse 3, just because I was uh, higher up there, I'll read it one more time. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. So, you know, the, the term integrity means, you know, having that quality of honesty Or um, having kind of like that moral compass uh, that, you know, I think we all have. Just a lot of us listen to ours more than others. But, you know, and more importantly, if you live, the man or woman lives with integrity, it's considered upright and it guides them. Now, when I think of upright, I don't know. I just don't hear that word a whole lot. But when I do, it makes me think of Job. You know, Job was considered blameless and upright in the sight of God and then you think of everything that happened to him you know he had everything pretty much ripped from him his health his family his wealth his possessions and yet he never blamed God or his faith was never unwavering i'm sure he was full of integrity and was honest and wasn't you know going against God but yet and he was that kind of guided him and then, as we know, the end of Job, I don't know if we'll cover that or not, um, but at the end of Job, he's rewarded, you know, double, triple. A, a great multitude is rewarded back for him by the test that he withstood. And then the second part of that verse, it says there's kind of like a warning to the crookedness, you know, crookedness meaning dishonest. It was just talk about being honest, now we're talking about being dishonest. So it all boils down to trust, and trust is a you know fundamental aspect of any relationship. And in order to have a good relationship with someone, you got to be able to trust them. You got to be able to talk to them freely, knowing that you can trust them. I don't really know how much farther to take that, but you know, it all depends on how well you can trust someone, and at the same time, you be trustworthy as well. Living in a way of uh, you know where this integrity, honesty, you know guides your life, to where you can trust someone, and at the same time, they can trust you back, and that kind of relationship will hopefully strengthen and evolve. So that's that's the first verse that I took from that is be honest, be honest with yourself, be honest with people, um, and that honesty. You. <laughs>
1: so I Five verse six, right? Right. Yep. Awesome. So it says, "The righteousness of the upright <sighs> will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust." You know, I picked this verse because, you know, everybody thinks that, or not. I won't say everybody, but you know, the the mainstream ideas of life is you know what's yours is yours, take it, don't look back, you know, live in the world, Be, you know, if you don't have the biggest house or the nicest car or, or all these things that, you know, you're not living your life to the fullest and all these things. And he talks about the righteousness of the upright. And it's talking about people who are right with God, right? And the righteousness of them that's going to deliver us that that's our joy right we're going to have our reward we're not worried about it right we're we're blessed every day you know we're going to be delivered from this world to be in the presence of of god right and in the presence of jesus but the unfaithful as it goes on the the latter part of that verse will be caught by their lust right so as the upright they're going to be delivered out of the earth, and into heaven, well, now the unfaithful, well, they're going to be caught. Right? I like the way, I like that. The unfaithful will be caught by their lust. It's almost like the writer here, when you use the word caught, it's usually not in a good sense. Right? right? So, I, and maybe if you're hunting, it's a good thing, but like, not for the animal. But like, people who trap animals, and, and, do that kind of thing for a living. Like, oh, I, caught something in my trap that's not good for the animal right They're they're stuck in something right and here it's talking about the unfaithful they're going to be caught by their own lust right and they're going to receive a penalty for their unrighteousness and their unfaithfulness and so what that's saying is you know if we're, if we're Christians yeah things of this world are great but That's not what we should, you know, hang our hat on. Because that's not this isn't our home. And good grief. Sleepy boy tonight. Well, we're gonna be rewarded by other things. We're gonna be rewarded by living a faithful life and being in heaven. And that's what we can look forward to. Right. And then you're
0: next again at verse (laughs) twelve.
1: Verse twelve. I can't remember nothing. My mind is fried. It's been a long day, so it's like a scrambled egg up in there. Mm-hmm. Yawning, usually good nap. I'm don't mention the word. Here it comes. I
0: saw this thing. I don't know how true it is, but people who take naps like during the day are proven to be like smarter. Really? Yeah, like bigger brains. I don't know like how proven that is. I don't know what kind of science they use to test that. <laughs> but I did see that like I guess on social media. So, like, is it true?
1: Maybe. However. Take notes. Verse 12. Whoever belittles his neighbor like sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. You know, this is something that I have been trying to embrace here in the last six months. Is you know, it's not our it's not our place. It's not our job to call somebody out, right? And the New King James Version, he says, but a man of understanding holds his peace. I like that, right? So, he who, you know, is full of wisdom, or whoever is, you know, of understanding, remains silent, right? Holds his peace, right? It's not our place, and I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. It is not our place to call somebody out in their sin. And I believe that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a difference in in reaching out to somebody to try to help them. There's a difference in that and standing there and pointing fingers. It's all about the intention. You know, if you're willing to go up behind somebody, and we'll use your your arm as, well, we'll we'll talk about the hand and then the arm. If you're going to call somebody out with your hand, all you're doing is pointing to them and saying, wow, look what they've done. We need to stop using our hands and extend our arm and put our arm around them and say, you don't need to do that. Okay? You're better than that. There's a big difference in belittling somebody and calling somebody out than looking at somebody and saying, hey, I'm worried about you. I I love you. And you can't do that. Uh. Sorry, everyone. You just, you you can't do that. But a man of understanding, I like this. He holds his peace, right? Men and women of wisdom recognize that there is a time and a place to do what they do, right? But they know when love and respect should be at the forefront of their mind. You know, it is so easy To use your hand and call somebody out and just point fingers at them. But it's time for us to to be big boys and girls and extend our arm and wrap it around some folks. And love on them, right? And respect them. And just say, hey, I love you. You shouldn't do that. And after that, you've done your part. Be done. Right? And so I've been really trying to hold my tongue here recently, which is why I picked it. Hold my tongue... And not say something to somebody. And just, you know, let them know where you stand. But hold your peace and everything will be all right.
0: Right. So I got the next one, verse 14, two verses down. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So here, this proverb talks um, about the you know, critical role that guidance and counsel plays. In our lives. Um, you know, you can take this two directions. You can literally think of, you know, people who have counseled you before. Counselors, maybe uh, parents, teachers, uh, grandparents, co-workers. You know, you can fill in the blank. Somebody who has uh, guided you, provided some sort of wisdom uh, to you. Or you can take it as friends and families, brothers, sisters, whatever it may be. Both ways work. It all boils down to, You know, in order not to fall, but I like the way the NIV is translated as, but to gain victory is swayed by the people you surround yourself with. You know, it matters who your friends are. It matters who your, you know, air quotes, counselors are. You know, not meaning your actual counselors that you might have at school or or whatever the uh, title may be, but, you know, friends and family who you surround yourself with is or are, are, they matter. You know, all those things matter because they, from what I take it, there's a fine line of you receiving victory or falling. And, you know, I don't, falling could mean literally failing or stumbling. But the point is, you know, choosing a your friends, choosing your people you work with, um, you know, You can't choose your parents, sorry. Um, Stuck with them, but the people you surround yourself with, the whatever they, you know, I don't even know the correct word for it, but whatever kind of aroma or aura they give off, you know, their attitudes, their, their actions, it will sway you. And it always does, peer pressure. A lot of people, you know, like that's a real thing. You know, how easy it is to say you probably would never do something, and you get a group of people together, and they all tell you to do it. And you're like, hmm, you know what? That sounds about right about now. <laughs> and you do it. And then you're going to regret it, depending on what it is. You might not. I don't know what kind of situation you're in. But however, those things matter. And so I like this proverb just to kind of tell you that, hey, your friends. you got to make sure they're good. And at the same time, you got to make sure you're a good friend to them. Uh, being, you know, the person that God needs you to be. Um, you know, God surrounds us with so many people. A lot of times we just choose the wrong, the wrong ones. <laughs> but it is important on who you surround yourself with and who you associate yourself with on uh, you know, any given occasion. Um, so just, I like this proverb just because it really shows the importance and the critical role that those people play in our lives. And to know also at the same time, we can't do this alone. You know, it doesn't say, hey... Go ahead, throw away those guidance and counselors and friends. You got this. No, it says, you know, that's the fine line of falling. Or here, the ESV says there's safety, but NIV says victory is to be gained. So I want to be victorious. Me too. So, oh, there's this. never mind. Okay, Proverbs 19. That's you. 11:19, you mean? Oh, 11:19. As righteousness
1: leads to life. So he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Or, as the ESV says, whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live, but he who pursues evil will die. So, as righteousness leads to life, right, he's using the same logic Solomon is um, that he's used in the past, right? But he's saying, he talks about leading to life, leading to life, he who pursues righteousness it leads to life right and what is life because so, so many people it's like oh well, i'm living life right now no you're not you're living a part of your life right that is quite temporary um you know we're not destined to stay here we're not you know this isn't our home our home is is in heaven as we talked about Um, with Christ. And that's our life. That's what we should be constantly striving to do. You know, our life is kind of like a trip to the beach, right? Right now we're on the drive there. But we're really, our goal is to get to the beach, right? And so what we do now chooses that destination when we get there, right? We have this choice of living in righteousness versus living a life of evil right pursuing evil the ways of evil is also a path and it leads to death right many people sacrifice a lot of themselves in their pursuit of the evil way right and it's the same way right we're sacrificing things as Christians we're living a sacrificial life we're supposed to to have death to ourselves and giving all the glory to God, and we're sacrificing our wants and our needs, but there's a reason why we're doing that. But also, people that are pursuing evil, they also sacrifice a lot of things. And the only difference is, is we're on two different paths, right? One leads to heaven and one doesn't. And so they're sacrificing things for nothing, because they're on this destination of death right and so we have to understand that there's two different paths of life we can take this path of of righteousness that leads to something beautiful or something else right a path that pursues evil a path that leads to a cliff that you're just going to fall off of and there's going to be nothing at the bottom right versus a path of happiness, a a path of self-fulfillment, a path of, you know, just amazing blessings and the things that God has to offer. That is what leads to life, not the other way around, right? So that's what Solomon is teaching here, more of like a self-evident fact. It's not even really advice or something to live by. It's a self-evident fact as, you know, whoever is steadfast in righteousness Will live, but he who pursues evil will die. So very straight to the point, very self-evident fact.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, skipping now, just a few more verses. Verse twenty-one, my last little little segment. Uh, it says, "Be assured, an evil person will not go unpunished, but the offspring of the righteous will be delivered." See, I chose this verse because, I mean, I feel like this verse should give us some encouragement. You know, if, it's a big if, if you strive to live in such a way that is, you know, full of Jesus, you know, full of integrity, righteousness, so on, blameless, upright, all that kind of stuff, you know, we will be delivered. You know, because even, you know, y'all see it. In today's world, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's going to be that way. You know, a lot of times we're considered—I don't know—pushover, last. You know, we let things. Um, you know, hopefully you don't let things. You know, rile you up as much. But you know, we just we're considered a pushover a lot of times. You know, and us not acting in a, you know, an evil person, as it says in verse twenty-one, or wicked in any way. You know that puts us into that more of a righteousness column. You know, the the offspring of the righteous, um, where we're going to be delivered. You know, justice will be served one day. All of this pushing around and, you know, sometimes, you know, being last at some things, maybe not, I don't know, taking life by the horns, as it says in some areas, um, you know, not going against our moral Compass, um, reading the Bible, seeing what Jesus says, and then putting out in our lives, and not you know being swayed by the world. We're going to be delivered from that. Justice will be served. You know, they remind me of Romans chapter twelve. At the end of it, Paul kind of concludes saying that vengeance is God's. It's not ours. He's going to get his vengeance. You know, and he concludes it in a beautiful way, saying that do not be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. You know, so in our lives, we're going to face a ton of challenges that are going to be, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just going to beat us down. Or we're going to feel like sometimes, I mean, I know I have, that maybe, you know, there's no the end in the tunnel. But this verse gives me encouragement, shows you that, hey, there is, you know, all this tunnel, everything it's trying, it wants you to, it wants you as you're walking through it to seem like that light's so far away, it's never going to happen guess what it is you know vengeance is coming but the way we avoid that is by you know striving for that righteousness with god and you know the only way we can get that is through jesus the only way we can show people that and show you know the life that we live is through the way that jesus would have us to live acting in love integrity um all of those wonderful things that we've been talking about And if we do that, I keep saying if because, you know, again, these are proverbs. They're probabilities. They are not promises. So he's not saying, oh, if you sort of act righteous, you will be going to heaven. No, if you act righteous. And, you know, if you're like me, you're like righteous. is an impossible task. That is true. However, boy, can I tell you about Jesus. The reason why we get that. You know, God will deliver us. And he will because of Jesus. You know, We can't do it on our own. We can't live a righteous life full of integrity 100% of the time. If we did, then, you know, what's the big deal about Jesus then? But you and I know that we do not live our lives that way. We do not have perfect lives, but Jesus did. And when he was on the cross, he died. That's what he thought about. That's why he died. So we can one
1: day be delivered. So now we end our talk to you today in verse 30. And it says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and whoever captures um souls um is wise. So you know, we're first compared to the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, right? So uh, someone who's righteous, somebody who's a Christian, you know, they're they bear fruit, right? And so if you think of us as a tree, like we are a flourishing apple tree, right? Out in the midst of, of nothing, right? I love apples. In the midst of weeds, of people trying to take us down, but we're supposed to be this, this beautiful, this blossoming thing that's producing something, you know? Because obviously, you know, it's funny, we, uh, we had an apple tree at my parents' house is still what we still do. It's just
0: actually greasy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really? So it's always been there. It was there when we built the house. And if the deer didn't come up and eat the apples, all I would do is run them over with the lawnmower. Because they would fall, right? So the purpose of the apple tree is to produce an apple. The purpose of a Christian is to produce something, right? But what happens to our fruit? Right? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Well, how? How is it a tree of life? What what does that mean? Right? Guys, as, as Christians, we are supposed to give life to something else. Right? So without the apples that the tree produces for the deer or just the fruit of nature, animals would die because they don't have anything to eat, right? So those trees are producing something, they're sustaining something. So what, what's our fruit supposed to sustain? And it says, if it's going to be a tree of life, then we need to give life, right? We need to give life to other people, right? To the weeds that are trying to suffocate us. You know, here's the thing, they don't know any better. Some of them don't know, that's their only purpose, right? And so we're supposed to, to give life to people that don't know Jesus, Right, and we're supposed to to help sustain them. And you think about trees that produce something very important to us in the summer, right, which is shade. And it gives a certain amount of relief. Guys, that's our job as Christians. We're supposed to give life, we're supposed to to sustain other people and offer them some sort of relief, right? And that's what this, this is telling us. The fruit of the righteous, well, what's the point? You know, why should I, as a Christian, as a righteous person, why should I produce fruit? Well, you do that for other people. That's what you do it for. You give life, you offer relief, right? I can't imagine, you know, I used to work out in the field a lot in the heating and air world. And like the summer, imagine being up on the roof of a school, the black tar roof. You've been there, Mm -hmm. no shade, miserable, rough, okay? But the moment you get to come down, you're looking for shade. Mm -hmm. You're trying to find something, right? And that's what people should be drawn to us because we should offer something to everybody. Everybody in our life should be naturally, if we're truly righteous and we're truly pursuing Christ, it should be a natural draw, you know, come to me. Let me offer you something. Let me offer you life. Let me offer you relief. And it kind of ties back into the very first verse I talked about. Okay? If we're extending our arm and putting our arm around somebody, we're offering them relief. We're giving them something. When we point our finger, we're doing nothing. We're not bearing any fruit. We're just pointing at them and making fun of them because they're not either. (laughs) wow. Mm. All we're doing is making fun of them because... They're struggling something with something too, right? But we bring life. We bring um, something to sustain something else, right? That's our job. You know, Mercy Me has a song. It's called Speak Life. It's an old song, but I love it, right? Because that's that's what our job is: is to to offer everybody something, right? Offer them. This gift of grace and mercy and love, because guess what? As Christians and as righteous people, we get that gift every day. Every single day we we give grace and mercy and love. Right? So then it goes on to say, and whoever captures souls is wise. Right? So one of the greatest experiences or exercises of wisdom is to win souls to God. Right? If we're offering somebody something, we're offering them, you know, our fruit, we're giving something to others, giving life to other people, we're sustaining them, we're offering them relief. But we should also be concerned with their soul, right? And that seems to be a lost cause. Right? This word here that's used um, to win something, right? or to capture so we're gonna use the, the New King James version here as the word win, right? We we use the word win and it in the Greek it is a romantic word. Oh really? Right? And so why is it romantic? Well if we're in in, in this sense, right? It's romantic because we want to win souls. And in order for us to win a soul, first you have to love them. First, you have to love them and look past everything else and say, I love you. And everybody loves roses, right? It's a romantic flower. Mm -hmm. But what's also on roses? Thorns. Right. But we look at a rose and we say, man, the flower is beautiful. Okay? And we look past the thorns. Well, I'm telling you. This romantic type of, of word that's used here is, hey, let's look past everything else. Let's look past the thorns and let's win their soul because of how beautiful everything else is. Okay, guys, We all have thorns. We all struggle with a lot of different things. Okay, we first have to love them. Well, we can also use this word win, right, in war, right? If somebody's got to win a war, one side or the other, and so winning a soul is some sort of battle, right? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, just a walk in the park. It's, it's a battle. And you're, you're battling a spiritual warfare between righteous and unrighteous, between God and the devil, you know, and it takes winning. But you also have to be competitive, mm-hmm. right? Because there's other things that are willing to snatch the soul up before we can get to it, you know, also using this word win in sports, Right? Somebody's got to win. It's a competitive type. But we also have to be competitive because if we're not reactive and we're not reactive in the right time, then somebody else is going to come and snatch it right away. Right? And if it's not us, if it's not the righteous, then what's it going to be? It's going to be the unrighteous. Right. right? So, guys, radiate life. Radiate goodness. Radiate sustainability and relief and love. Because that's what it's telling us to do here. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Okay, don't be a weed. Don't be an invasive anything. Be a tree of life. Radiate something. Draw people to you. And when you draw them in, win their soul. However you have to do it, win their soul. So, that will wrap us up. Chapter 11. Proverbs 11. I like
0: that. Being competitive. Never thought of it like that. I like that. Well, guys, we hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll be back stuffed, but we'll be back. No, by then, I mean, we'll be relief. Yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll be be on the downhill slope. We might still be tired, have a caloric overload. (laughs) But, you know, we hope you all have a good Thanksgiving. Be thankful for people. Tell them, uh, you know, we've been blessed in a lot of ways. We hope that uh, that we can kind of show Jesus' love to y'all. We
1: love you. Jesus loves you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Stay out.